Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. They, they say there were approximately 4,000 aircraft supporting us. They were attacking everything, including us. But uh, then going into the beach uh, it was something that uh, I wouldn't like to go through again. I was one of the fortunate ones. But uh, we made it, thank God. There was a lot that didn't, but that's that's part of war. Eh? We did it uh, with our hearts, and uh, I would do it again. That's the voice of Ed Mahoney. Uh, he was at Juno Beach, quite clearly. He became my surrogate dad. We became uh, best friends after I'd been broadcasting uh, live on Remembrance Day at the Cenotaph. In Hamilton, uh, Ed got in touch with me and said, how come all the big shots get to go to City Hall for lunch and brunch and all the veterans just have to shuffle off and go back home or go to Timmy's for a coffee? So uh, we took care of that, and we, with the help of the good folks at the Ramada, we were able to arrange for a veterans' luncheon, and that went on for years. Um, so Monday is Remembrance Day, and I, uh, I swore I talked to Mike Armstrong earlier this year at Juneau Beach. But I guess I didn't because you weren't you weren't there for the seventy fifth anniversary. I, d- I did talk to somebody who was there, but Mike, I know uh, it, this the issue of Remembrance Day. Monday is Remembrance Day, the Canadian military honoring our uh, our military, our veterans, and you know they range from still survivors of World War II. There are some left uh, to the to the the current veterans who have come back from Afghanistan, and the young people who are still signing up to our military. They demand so much respect. And you did a you did a story this week, though. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, there's a new book that's come out, Seven Days in Hell, by Canadian military historian David O'Keefe. And uh, he's a friend of mine, and we've been doing stories together pretty much every Remembrance Day for a few years. And so we sat down at his old regiment, uh, the Black Watch, and we talked about that battle, uh, very rich, uh, July 25th, so just a little way, a little after uh, D-Day, as the Black Watch made their way into France and uh, to the city of Caen, and then this debacle of a battle that took place the 25th of July, where 320 men started an an offensive in the morning, a couple of hours later than they were supposed to, and then a Globe and Mail reporter described it as basically a firing squad as the Canadians tried to make it up this ridge, and 320 men started the day, and at the end of the day, 20 men were able to report for duty the next day. Uh, Every other man was either taken prisoner uh, killed or injured. It's just an absolute debacle. And, and he's got this, this whole book about it that's just come out, and, and I would recommend it. I mean, it's, it's a great, you know, it's one of those things where there aren't many voices left, mm-hmm. and it's important to remember them, and it is nothing but a privilege uh, to tell those stories each year. And, uh, I mean, I, I've, I was in Afghanistan with our troops for two um, Remembrance Days. I was in Mons last year for Remembrance Day. I've had a lot of um, real privileges. You know, Roy, I'll tell you one story since you just talked about how important it is for you on a personal level. Uh, my father died a couple of weeks ago. Dad never I know, and I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah. You no, know, thank you. But um, I just took possession this week of a little bag that belonged to his father. And it's all, all uh, Grandpa Armstrong's records from uh, the service in the Second World War. So I'm literally holding in my hand. I just went over it with my son, went through it, his record of service. And I can tell you that the ships he was on. Uh, Corvettes, you know, the Camrose, the Pastillion, the Tilsonburg, and the Jonquière. And, uh, yeah, so there you go. Uh, important to keep those 
memories alive and pass them down to my sons as well. And I'm so glad you're doing that. Uh, we we just have to. We have a responsibility to do this. You know, I, uh, you mentioned your dad. My dad was one of the BEF, British Expeditionary Force members, who at 19 years of age was a Dunkirk. And uh, he didn't make it back. He was captured um, by German forces. And uh, I still have two telegrams that were sent to my uh, grandparents by the British War Ministry, one saying, we regret to inform you that your son is, uh, is missing in action. We don't know if he's alive or dead, but he's missing in action. And then they went on to say, you may find out more about him than we will, or more quickly, please let us know if you find out anything. Then a second uh, telegram arrived confirming he was a prisoner of war. And he managed to escape, and uh, he told me when, he was, when I was a little kid, uh, he said, I asked him about escaping, and he said, we didn't like it, so we left. I, I don't think it was quite that easy. But, but there are such remarkable stories. And you know what, Mike, which, which is really so encouraging is, is Europeans— uh, like look at Holland, for example, as you well know, having been there, they take this the Canadian contributions to their society and the freedom, the Dutch freedom, so seriously. Their kids find out about it in school still today. Exactly the same thing in France and uh, uh, Belgium and at the, all those countries. I mean, those cemeteries, uh, maybe it's the wrong word. They they sparkle like they're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. These, these uh, the way these graves are, are, are honored all these years later. Um, yeah, it, it is incredible. And, it, you know, another story you just reminded me of. I have a cousin who died in Bosnia serving with the Canadian Forces. And uh, I, I, I talked to his brother a couple of months ago, and we sat down and, and went over how he was told that his brother died in Bosnia. And he served um, for uh, almost 40 years, actually, in, in, the, in the reserves. And uh, just that knock at the door that morning, uh, when Ina, his mom, was told that uh, David had been killed in Bosnia. Mm. And it was uh, before first light. That's when the, the knock at the door came. And uh, Christopher that night, it's, his brother had been sleeping on the couch and remembers that door knock. Uh, I don't even think we can wow. appreciate how painful that would have been. Mike. And I, I, here's, the, here's the happy thing. Ina Galvin was a Silver Cross mother several years ago before she passed. Wow. There are so many important stories, personal stories, and the more we know about them, the better off we are, the more we can respect those who gave everything for us. Mike, thanks for you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Always appreciate it. Mike Armstrong, Global News in Montreal. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.